Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 97, the Simeon Rice episode. Today is Tuesday, November 9th. Dylan, I know you wanted me to start doing that. Throw the date in there. Oh, thank you. I'm joined by Dylan, Cam, and Tucker. How are we, gentlemen? Doing a great So, right off the rip, uh, Tucker was our last week's loser. He did not do his punishment video, therefore he is losing a point today. No, As no, was agreed no. upon. You never gave me a punishment. It was Saltine Challenge. I told you in the chat. I told you on the episode. You had, you Thank had. You? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I lost all. Yeah, 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 it's okay. I but, still have point running. I can just lose. Yeah, okay. I can so lose as many points as possible. Tucker's losing a point for now because he and I are both tied for uh, Take of the Week. Let's go. Dylan Ryan and Cam Lamb. are tied for last. Dylan and Cam are tied. No. Um, any other winners Say, and losers yeah. before we get it's to coin tossing? Say that again? Any other winners and losers before we get to the coin toss? Um, I'm a huge loser because um, the... Did who, who, did who played the... Who did the Titans play? They won. They beat a, the, Rams. the Rams. They beat a good team. Yeah, they beat the Rams. Yeah, I, I had them losing, like, my whole spiel. Yeah, so yeah. loser for me on that one. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe they're not so lost without Henry. Uh, Tucker, I was looking back. For some, was, I think it was Tucker, yeah. I think we've already mentioned this, but you had the Vikings winning the, uh, the NFC North. I think we already talked about this, but that's probably not going to happen. Um, yeah, so... I mean, I don't really have a lot. Um, this was a really weird week in the NFL, but not a lot of takes that, that were shattered because of it. But um, let's jump into the coin toss. Start with the winner. Uh, Tucker, you are behind. Heads or tails? Tails, baby. All right, the coin is spinning. It is heads. Yeah, not believing it. <laughs> it is heads. Anyone see the coin? Just try. Cool. Okay, first of all, I can't yeah, see through your face. I'm trying. I can't see. I can't see. Like, I'm, I don't, I can't tell. That's a point for me. 13 points. Now, how do you want me to do it? I did it literally like this. Can you see the coin? No, we can't. Computer backwards. Backwards? No, no, no. no push it. Push it back. And then tilt it. I don't have any room on my desk. Tilt it. I have bigger desk. Come back. Okay. Eat all the How about now? Okay. There you go. Now, yeah, right on the edge. There, there you go. All right, Cam, you're behind. Heads or tails? I'm going heads again. See, it's a 50 See, now shot. this is the problem I get. That's fine, right. okay. To flip it. Oh, no. To flip it on your... Uh. Fine, I'll flip it on my hand. Ready? I'm rattling it around in here. I can't see it. <laughs> That's fine. Just flip it. It's going to be heads. Tails. Nope. Cam, you're the loser. Uh, uh, I'm hearing OBJ to the Patriots. Right now? Like, I'm hearing from a, like, I'm looking at, like, different Twitter sources. Looking at the Twitterverse. Uh, blue checkmark peoples. Uh, a lot of them saying, OBJ likely going to the Patriots. 
Well, we can get into it more. It's in our until we get something confirmed. I think we should just leave it untouched till we because I do have it in uh, in my my uh, stuff that I want to talk about. But I'm I'm not looking at Twitter, so I can't tell. But yeah, keep an eye on it. Uh, Dylan, you said that you had a humdinger of a waste to take. So why don't you go ahead and lead it off? <laughs> a humdinger. All right. Yes, I do. So um, we're gonna talk about this later. But we might as well just talk about it now. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers uh, tested positive for COVID uh, last week. Or I think we can call it last week. And um, Rodgers getting COVID is the best thing that could have happened for him. That's the take. For him or the Packers? For him and the Packers. Okay. Break that down for him. Reasons being... Number one, everyone gets to see how bad love is. And we saw how just he looked. He looked like a deer in headlights. And he settled in there towards the end. Uh, but he's not the guy. I think that's very, I think that was clear. Uh, number two, he gets that uh, just Goodell hatred fire burning underneath him. Um, the league hatred, you know, that, that a lot of players uh, seem to feed off of. I don't know if it's really uh, warranted or like makes uh, logical sense, but uh, I can still see that becoming a thing. So I think that'll uh, turn a fire, uh, turn a fire underneath him and, and he'll get even more upset and I think play better because of it. Um, and then number three, COVID makes you stronger. So uh, I've had it. I've lived through it. I'm a bigger man because of it. Um, I think uh, it might suck for a couple days, but then you come out and you're like, it's over. I'm done. Let's move on to bigger and greater things. And I think uh, he is going to be in a better place in two weeks than he was two weeks ago. Okay. So my takeaway is that it is good for him because he – Show and bad for the Packers because the way Jordan Love played, he looked like he never thrown a football before. It clearly shows that if they want to compete in the next two years, they have to basically give him a blank check and say whatever he wants, he gets. Um, because Jordan Love is not the guy, he's not gonna be ready. Um, he's playing up a playing against a good team, but not a great defense. Um, and he didn't look very good. And the, the Chiefs were very beatable, and he did not do anything to win the game. Uh, I think this is great for Aaron in terms of his, his playing because he he is showing that they're not going to move on from him, no problem. Like, they moved on from Favre, no problem. He's like the antithesis of Favre. So, uh, Dale, you're, you're, you're buying high this this season on uh, Aaron. You're riding <laughs> a lot of Aaron, Aaron Rodgers takes, and you've been an Aaron the other, supporter. The other thing to note, it hasn't been too cold yet, but I have not seen the turtleneck. The entire season, I don't think I don't think he's worn it. He's I, been. I haven't seen it either. So I think he's stripped the turtleneck. He's getting COVID, and those are good things for him. <laughs> All right, uh, Cam. Yeah, I kind of like it. I think anything that that you know, like you said, uh, burns a fire under him. I believe are your words. Uh, helps Aaron Rodgers. So he's getting a lot of hate and a lot of um, people trying to cancel him from Wolf, 
global culture, as he put it. And I think he loves for it. He loves it. He lives for it. He's just gonna keep doing his thing. Um, dude's cool. I think he's pretty cool. He explained himself for why he didn't get vaccinated, and I'm not sure I believe it 100. percent If it is true, it kind of makes sense. He has an allergy to like two of the things in there, uh, to two of the vaccines, whatever. Uh, but I agree. I think all the hate that he's getting is going to only make him stronger. So. Wouldn't be surprised to see him in the NFC Championship losing again this year. And as we saw at the, oh. sorry, as we saw at the beginning of the year, uh, he lost the first game perfectly, right? And then everybody's like, oh, he doesn't want to play. And then week two, he came out and threw a whole slew of touchdowns. What was my take that he was throwing the games? Yeah, I don't, yeah. that was a bad one. That's so a loser. Put people, that in people loser just got really, people got really upset at him, and he got better because of it, so... Uh, Tucker. What was the take? I missed it. Sorry, guys. That, uh, uh go ahead, Bill. Rodgers is, uh, getting COVID for Rodgers is, like, one of the best things that could happen to him because we got to see how bad love is, and that's good for him. And, uh, to light a fire underneath him because people are now pissed at him. The league's pissed at him, so people like to fuel off that. And three, COVID just makes you stronger in general. Uh, Disagree. Um, example number one, I remember a quarterback that was really good in Philly at COVID. His name is Cam Newton. No, not really. Uh, he was a great quarterback. <laughs> okay. It's like three or four weeks, and then he got COVID, and then he forgot how to play football. Uh, screw it. Anti-football. I, I like, like the whole thing about, like, you don't get vaccinated, fine. Don't, like, go out and say you're immunized, and then don't follow any of the COVID protocols because you lied and said you were immunized and that be like, oh, I don't know why no one likes me. Because you lied and then broke all of the rules that everyone else had to follow and then got COVID. Like, you suck. I hate yeah. Aaron Rodgers. This is I mean, I, I, I hate Aaron Rodgers long. I kind of love him. Still hate him even more now. Um, I hope that COVID ruins the rest of this season. And you know what? It might. I think he's going to have long-lasting effects. I think it would be hilarious if he did. That wouldn't feel bad. I want to just address that Cam Newton thing. People forget that Cam Newton week three against the Raiders. They won the game, but he looked terrible. He looked like he did the rest of the season. Cam Newton was not helped by getting COVID. COVID. He was not helped by getting COVID, but it certainly was not the factor that made him a bad quarterback in New England. That's my thoughts on it, but... Never know. Well, I want to talk about that more later in terms of, you know, the actual, you know, him lying in quotations or whatever um, aspect. So we'll talk about that later. But I have a take. It's a, it's kind of a soft take. Um, it's something I mentioned last week. I've been holding on to it. And I, I just I was uh, coming up empty with stuff this week. So I'm, I'm going with it. Um, watching the Chiefs. Win that game the other night against Packers, speaking of, um, just showed me how lucky they keep getting. They, against the Giants, they were a one, you know, call away from losing that game. I don't care if, you know, Mahomes knew that was a free play or not. It was a bad throw and it was picked off and that would have lost them the game. And then this week they run into a guy who doesn't know how to play quarterback in this league and they, they get away with another win. And it just seems like a lot of their wins have been 
because of luck instead of them being the dominant team. So I'm ready to say it. They're not going to make the playoffs. I know I said this last week. It is my wasted take. They're not going to make the playoffs. They are not a good team. When they start going up against fully healthy and fully ready teams, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers was in that game, the Chiefs get blown out. Uh, something's wrong with Mahomes. I don't know if he's hurt or what it is. Uh, the family thing, Cam, you were big on that this week. Um, the way he walks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that part might be part of it. He's some. He usually does walk weird. I've said that before. He walks like he's got something up his butt. But he also uh, was walking a little weirder, which might be. There might be an injury there that's hampering him a little bit. Um, but they're not going to make the playoffs. And, you know, if this continues, he might have just robbed the uh, state of Missouri for half a billion dollars. But they are officially not making the playoffs. I'm ready to say it. I'm ready to put my name to it, put it out there for people to read it. Uh, the Chiefs missing the playoffs in 2021. Uh, Dylan? Um, you know, I have them winning the division as of last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was. Um, that, like, like you said, Trey, I think that only happens if they continue to get lucky. And I don't see that actually happening. Uh, they look not great. Um, game against Packers past week, uh, not, not much doing on the offense. And it's the same thing that I was seeing with uh, um, the Cowboys. It was like they're making bonehead uh, decisions on offense. Like you have you have a play that's developing and you have good pocket presence and you just decide to go bomb it down the field on third and seven instead of look at the open guy for a catch and run of like eight. Like I, I like they, that happened a bunch of times and uh, – in the, in the Chiefs game and the Cowboys game, I just I just was like waiting for the Chiefs to, you know, play more smart, and they just didn't, and they ended up winning. But I, if they continue to play like this, I could see them not making the playoffs. So, I I want to agree. So they got a tough schedule coming up. They got the Raiders in the next month. They have the Raiders twice, the Broncos, who hopefully they can beat, but. You know, looked good this last weekend. And the Cowboys. I could see them going one and three there. I honestly could. I could see them going two and two. I just, I don't trust this team to hold it down the stretch. They've got to play the Chargers again. Uh, they've got to play the Steelers and the Bengals as well. And then the Broncos one more time as well. But I don't think they're very good. So they've got a decent schedule down here. It's not crazy difficult, but it's it's not, it's certainly not easy. I don't see them winning uh, most of these games. But Cam? I think they are going to make the playoffs still. I said that last week, but I kind of hope they don't. Actually, I really hope they don't because I I really, I have no idea who is going to win the AFC, who is going to be in the Super Bowl. And if the Chiefs aren't in the playoffs, just knowing that somebody in the AFC, the South Patrick Mahomes, is going to the Super Bowl is kind of crazy to me. And I'm excited for it. It's a new era. Um, but I, I do think they'll make it. Tucker? Um, yeah, I'm I'm not falling for this trap. This is a classic trap of uh, you just you stop believing in a team, and as soon as you stop believing in it, you're like, oh yeah, shit. And they still have all those pieces. Tyreek Hill is still faster than everyone for ball field. Mahomes still has it in him to be that crazy quarterback that he is. 
So I'm just not going to say it because the minute you say it and the minute you start believing they're not good, that's when it happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. Like Belichick always says, you got to turn it on in November and December. That's when you got to be your best. And so far, I think in November they're two and zero. So, uh, I don't know. I just really think the, I just two ugly wins, but two and zero. Yeah, I'm hoping they just their luck runs out because they got lucky two weeks in a row, and that's why they won both those games. Uh, they they should have blown the doors off the Giants. They didn't, and you know they should have gotten beat by the Packers, but Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. So I just you hope that, I don't want them in either. Cam. Last fourteen games. I would, if the Patriots were able to make it to the playoffs, I do not want to have to go to Arrowhead. I, I think that that'd be bad for Mac and that offense, but that's why I don't want them in. And so I'm, this is a positive vibes take. Uh, all right. Who's next? Uh, I'll go. Go shoot. Uh, I was watching the Falcons game this week. Uh, watched them play the Saints, you know, 24 to six lead. They blow it. And then they come back and win it, which is something you don't expect from the Falcons. They're just one of those teams that, like, build up a 24-6 lead and then lose it and then lose the game. (laughs) So I've officially announced after the Braves won the World Series, Atlanta's uncursed. Atlanta has been long-time cursed of being, like, that city where everything that can go wrong will go wrong. They did just win the World Series. Um, they just, yeah, and so I think the World Series broke that curse. That's I what like, I'm saying. I like Georgia, this take. Georgia, I think, uh, is going to win the national championship this I year. I like this take, Tuck. Uh, the Atlanta Braves are good, really good. I mean, sorry, the Atlanta Braves won. But the Falcons won a game that they were up big and then lost the lead and then came back to win it. It's just, it's back. They're back. I'm officially announcing the curse is over in Atlanta. Are they really in the playoffs, Cam? They're the seventh seed right now. This is what Tucker's talking about with the NFC being not competitive. How are the uh, Atlanta Hawks doing? Top heavy. I'll I'll, I'll give you that. The NFC is top heavy. So, Tucker, I love this take. um, And I'm going to agree with you. I think the curse is broken. Obviously, baby steps for the Falcons. They're the one who started the curse. With with the twenty eight to three thing, and then it spilled over to the Braves and you know the well, Hawks. Um, and... Georgia Bulldogs also have been cursed for a while, just like losing. Oh yeah, games. the uh, the national that was after the Super Bowl, right? The Tua game where he threw the I don't know. that was after the Patriots Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, no, I think baby steps for the Falcons. Obviously, I don't. I mean, if they're in the playoffs, I don't know, but I, I still don't think they're a very good team. But not blowing leads is definitely a blowing leads is definitely a start. Obviously, the Braves. Um, and I have no idea about the Hawks, but they've got a really good guy in Trey Young, the next Kobe Bryant. So, I like this take a lot, Tuck. I'm going to agree with you. I think the curse is broken. Uh, Cam? Yeah, I agree, too. Um, I think... I, I would love to see the Falcons in the playoffs. I think they could make some noise. Their defense is atrocious. Um, but Matt Ryan's been there before. And if he's got some confidence, now that the Braves won it, the, uh, Georgia's playing well, um, I think they can make something happen. You never really know with the Falcons. They, their offense is still pretty pretty dominant. And if they can put up some points, they can beat you. Dell? 
Now, I like the take, but I'm going to have to disagree. Uh, two reasons. One, um, the fact that the Braves won puts more pressure on the Falcons to be better. And just because they won one game this week um, doesn't mean that their curse is over. They need to win a championship before their curse is over. I think that's how it works in terms of uh, uh, your sport. If you're a cursed team, you got to win a championship to be on curse. That's just the way it is. I don't, hate, I don't hate that there. argument. I just think it's the city of Atlanta in general. I mean, you had the the 20-3 game, the Bulldogs blowing a huge lead in the national championship, the Braves blowing a 3-1 lead. I mean, and then the Hawks. I don't remember that Knicks series last year. Did they? Were they up in that series? They were, I believe. Yeah. Wait, so, no, they beat the Knicks. Oh, they did beat the Knicks. Okay. Were they up against the Bucs? I don't remember. Maybe the Hawks really weren't touched. The Hawks have just been bad for a long time, and they're starting to get good now. So, um, yeah, I, I love that TikTok. It's a good one. Cameron. All right, switching gears here. We're going college basketball. Now, college basketball just started today, and I told I told the podcast that after last year, as the bracketology expert in the last place in our uh, bracket challenge, that I would no longer be paying attention or watching um, any basketball, and that holds true. I didn't watch any of the games. I looked at the scores today. I don't know who's ranked where. Um but I have looked at the scores, and I'm just not into it. And it doesn't have I, every year. I am so ecstatic about it, and I try to pay attention. And I'm writing in my notes like every day. This year's just not doing it for me. Um, not sure why. Only team that I, you know, maybe I'll follow is going to be Vermont. Other than that, I have no horse in the race. FSU basketball should be okay, so I'll, I'll pay attention to them. Um, this is going to be a big boring year. In NCAA basketball, I think ratings will be down. Nothing crazy is going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and say that this will be, there will be the least amount of upsets in March Madness in history. This is going to be a boring high seeds win, maybe a couple here and there, but no like history going to be made. Eight, nine over eight seeds, 10 over sevens, 12 over fives, everything happens every year. Least amount of upsets ever in March Madness history this year. Boring season. Not watching. Uh, I really have no say in this take. I don't watch college basketball until March. Um, obviously, I'm pulling for Vermont as well. But, I mean, I it's so hard to say if there's going to be upsets or not. I think it's going to be your average tournament where there, I mean, where, where there will be upsets here and there, and I don't think a one will get upset because I just don't think that'll happen. It's only happened what once, so um, in the first round, I, I have no idea. I'm I'm just going to pass this one off because I have no idea. Tuck, I'll double, what? I'll double down. I'll double down. Someone's going to have a perfect bracket this year. <laughs> no, that won't happen, uh, Tucker. Uh, it's March. You never know what happens in March. Like, at the end of the day, anything can happen just because you're talking about 18 to 23 year old kids playing basketball in the, on the biggest stage of their lives. And so it's just one of those things. 
Dylan? So I like how Cam, uh, just the fact that you being born it means that uh, the teams are going to perform boringly, Correct. in your opinion. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just I don't great. Know, no, I, don't know, the, I don't know a single player. The level of uh, analysis that went into that is just astounding. Um, I think this is an ultimate spin zone. You're just saying that it's going to be boring just so that you can have a boring bracket and this year's bracket for you will be better than any other bracket that you've had because you think too much when you do it instead of just picking the best team that you have. Or the favorite colors. That's what I've got. Sure. Maybe so, I'll do a bracket I this think, year. I think that's really what's happening. Maybe I'll do a bracket this year where I just pick my the cooler mascot in every single one. Like, I'll, like if it's a Gator versus that's a That's why I always pick uh, Creighton out of Blue Jays. Yeah, no. I'll think, I'll think of like a hawk cool. versus a gator, who would I pick? I think the gator wins that fight. Or like a razorback versus a deacon. I'm gonna take the hawk. Right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that this year. <laughs> who would actually win in the fight? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Tucker, just updating your last week's ways to take. Cincinnati's moved up to five in the rankings, the college football rankings. Yeah. Still, they're going to keep them out of that part. I can guarantee it. No matter what happens, Michigan State lost this week, so they moved up to five, but they'll move Oregon up past them if Oregon stays where they'll find a way to keep Howard in there. Oregon's three, Ohio State's four. Oh, who's uh, six? Michigan. Can't happen. I don't know. All right, let's move into some topics. Uh, Cam, you had talked about this this week. I want to talk about it as well. The AFC seems wide open. Uh, obviously, you had the big upset to the Bills. With the, the Bills, honestly, basically breaking it down, you look at the AFC and you're like, who are the strongest teams? Probably the Titans and the Bills, right? Well, you got the Bills, who have looked really not great the past two weeks. Nobody paid attention to that Miami game, but they were close for most of that game with Miami, who is dog water. Um, and then this week, they lose to the Jags and didn't score a touchdown which is unacceptable. I mean, teams always have their bad losses in the season. The Patriots on their runs used to do it all the time. But, I mean, they're just looking a little weakened. And then you've got the Titans, who lost their best player. And obviously they won a big game against the Rams, so maybe they're not being affected. But you got to think down the road, it might, aff- it might hurt them. So you've got a crazy kind of mashup in there. Obviously, you've got the Chiefs not playing that well. Uh, the Patriots moved into uh, moved up in the rankings to end up to, to the playoffs. Um, but it just seems like it's it's wide open. Um, I guess I just want to get your guys' thought on you know who Cam. You said you don't know who's going to come in, who's gonna who's gonna get who's gonna come out. Um, I mean, looking at it, I say the Ravens are probably my pick for the for the best team. Right now, totally. I think the Titans are weak. I think the Bills are a little weak. I think the Steelers are not that good at all. I don't know how they're five and three. Maybe I'm just wrong. I haven't watched them enough. They got they lucky last bad. night, but I mean, I I don't know. I honestly think this is anyone's ball game. If you get into these, if the playoffs started today, I think any of these teams could beat the other one in any given game. So, uh, Cam, your thoughts on it? You brought it up. Uh, and I wanted to talk about it. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know what to think. Um, I would agree. i say the Ravens are probably the strongest team. And the Titans, I don't think... I, I think Henry, if he comes back, it'll be in the playoffs. I don't think he's going to play the rest of the regular season. Um, but the Titans, they lost to the Jets. The Bills lost to the Jags. Like, anyone can beat anyone. There's 12, 5, 4 teams over there. Um, I, I have no idea what's going to happen. It's possible that six of these seven teams won't even be in the playoffs by the end of this. Um, uh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be fun to watch. That's why I hope the Chiefs don't make it, because then you have a group of guys where, if you said, you know, at the beginning of the season, this guy, you know, this quarterback's in the Super Bowl, I'd probably say you're crazy, unless it was, you know, Josh Allen. But even then, like, who would have thought Josh Allen would actually make the Super Bowl? I did. So, I put him as my pick. I'm excited. I don't know. Definitely competitive. And, um... Yeah, that's fine. Dill? Um, I don't know. Like, it's it's definitely wide open. Um, I put I think I put the Ravens as number one. I mean, the Titans did win without uh, Henry, but I mean the 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 thing is, is the Pats. You look at all the teams. Which teams are on the up and up, and which teams are stagnant or getting worse and the Patriots are the only team out of the list that trade you just said that are actively getting better um, I don't know if that makes them uh, a champion but I have more hopes for them I'm also a fan but I feel like I, I see more improvement out of them on a consistent basis than all the other teams whether it's injury related or uh, just kind of maintaining mediocrity um, or even the Ravens showing that they're they're not like uh, unstoppable. So I don't know, but it is definitely wide open, and that's what's great. About it. I think so that's a good point. Though the only teams I see is getting better right now are probably the Ravens and the Patriots. I feel like the Steelers are kind of stagnant. I feel like the Chargers are kind of stagnant, if not falling. The Bills are falling. Titans are falling. Raiders are falling. Uh, Maybe the Browns are on the up and up a little bit. The Bengals are certainly falling. So, I mean, I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, Tucker, you got anything? I think we lost Tuck. Um, all right. Next topic I want to get no, into. No, you didn't lose me. My uh, life is just needed. Oh, go ahead. Um, I think the Pat. I mean, I do think the Pats are on the up and up. I don't think the Pats are there yet. I just don't think that. I don't think their offense is explosive enough, honestly. I think they're a team that kind of need to play perfect to play with these other teams. So that's my biggest problem. Honestly, right now, I think my the Ravens are my favorite to make the Super Bowl, which is something I thought I'd never say. Uh, they just look really solid. Lamar Jackson looks better than I've ever seen him. Uh, but the AFC is, I mean, the AFC is wide open. It feels like I could see seven teams that I believe would make the Super Bowl, which is something like you don't usually see. Usually it's like two or three in the NFC. It's the Packers. It's the Bucks. It's the Rams and the Cardinals. And that's it. Those are the only teams in the AFC. I do agree. Um, I'm starting to see Cam's points a little bit. Top of the NFC is higher than top of AFC. 
I just think there's about 10 different teams that can make the uh, Super Bowl in the AFC. Um, all right. Speaking of maybe adding to a team to uh, get a little more explosive, in the last week it was crazy. So before when we recorded last week's episode, uh, Ruggs news had just broke. Obviously, we didn't want to touch on it too much, but that happened, and then Rodgers happened, and then Odell. So Odell forces his way out of Cleveland, starts with his dad uh, putting up a video of him not getting targeted by Baker or getting thrown bad balls by Baker. He forces his way out. He has cleared waivers. He is now a free agent. Uh, sources are saying Packers are the number one destination, but I just read something that said the Packers are not super duper aggressive. They're going to look at him, and you know if if uh, they can get him cheap, they'll want him. I imagine the Patriots are the same deal. If they can get him cheap, they'll want him. They'll want him. Those are the two teams that I've really seen uh, being mentioned with him right now. Uh, the Saints, I know, are looking into him too, but I don't know if he wants to go there with Jameis and Trevor. Sim- well, Jameis is done for the year. J- Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill. Um, and so. Who knows? Um, from a Patriots fan perspective, I started off with not really wanting him, to be honest, because I don't trust him with Mac. I don't want him to, to be in Mac's ear, tell him, get the ball, get the ball, get the ball, which we all know that's what he wants. He has said as much. Um, he wants to be a target on a on a team that's contending. He wants to be that big name guy. I think... I've turned around on it because I, I, I've heard him and Bill talk about each other. I think there's a lot of respect there. I think Bill could coach him and tell him to keep his mouth shut. Plus, it's only a nine-game, eight-game contract. So, worst-case scenario, he's here for a few games and then he's gone. Um, I think the Patriots could really use him. Uh, obviously, the passing attack has been kind of lackluster. Uh, Jacoby Myers has not scored a touchdown. So, to, to get somebody else in there whose pass catcher would be great. I, I do hope he, the Patriots pick him up. But it's up to him. I uh, just want to get your thoughts on the whole situation, boys. Uh, Cam, I'll start with start with you. You being the only one here who's uh, rooted for Odell on their team. I got no Odell jersey, and he was no longer on the team shortly after. Fun fact. <laughs> so um, I would like him to see. I, I would like to see him go to the Saints. To be honest, go back to New Orleans and try to take that Michael Thomas role. But like you said, he did say he wants to go to a contender. So I am kind of thinking Packers. Packers are kind of the villains of the league right now. And what better place for Odell, who gets all this hate to go? He's not going to be the number one target, obviously. Um, but I think Aaron Rodgers isn't shy when it comes to you know just narrowing in on one guy. Obviously, Adams is the best, so he gets the most receptions. But I think I think Odell could get some good looks. Can he handle the cold weather weather of uh, Lambeau? I don't know, but I would like to see him in, uh, in the Packers. Chiefs are another team that were mentioned that I read. Um, Tucker, you're all in on Odell clearly from your your spiel at the beginning of the episode. What do you think? I think he fit well. I mean, I. I think Odell needs a coach that he like has faith in for this type of thing. And so I think the Patriots can work out well for him in that sense, just because I think Odell, I mean, there's a lot of things that have shown Odell has a ton of respect for uh, Bill Belichick. So I think it could be a good pairing at the end of the day. Uh, 
you know, he's going to have to find his role, and his role probably isn't being the guy that's going to get 100 yards a game. But he needed a more consistent role than what he was getting in uh, Cleveland, and I think the Patriots would probably do that for him. I'd like to believe him and Mac would be a good pair. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's about controlling him in the locker room, and I think Bill's the right guy to do that. My whole thing is... If he doesn't want to catch pass from Baker Mayfield, why would he want to catch it from Mac Jones? So it's all on Bill here. It's if he can, it's all on Bill to convince him that he doesn't need the superstar quarterback, that he's still a good player and he'll get you know production and be a part of a winning you know a winning culture and and then he can go do whatever he wants after this year. Or maybe you bring him back if he if he likes it here and he's not a problem. But uh, Dell, would you want Odell? Um, I think originally when this was brought up, I said no. And Trey, you kind of convinced me that potentially yes. Um, but then you backtracked, and you're kind of pulling me back with you. Um, I I think uh, he's, he would be a uh, he would make the team better on paper, and we'd probably be more dynamic as an offense. Um, so so that's the thing. It's really hard to say against that, but. Um, I feel like Bill would, is more interested in um, seeing this year through with Jones without any sort of hiccups or a, 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 like even though it's an addition, I feel like a, like an addition is changing the dynamic. I don't know. That probably doesn't make any sense either. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say no. He's not going to stick around for long. Why have him for just this year? Eh. I just want to make yeah, myself ship, clear. Ship him out of the out of the conference. I I do want him here, um, just for the simple fact that I think they need help at receiver. Uh, but I'm not. I won't be disappointed if he doesn't come here. You know, I'll understand. I don't think he's the player he was. I think he was a little overrated in general. Um, but I would certainly have him here. I, I think they need him. Um, all right. The other big news: Rogers. The COVID thing. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on if you think he should get in any trouble or whatever. My my thing is, I I hate this out of him because I don't care if he's vaccinated or not. Whatever. There's a ton of players in the NFL that are not vaccinated. It's your prerogative. Um, but for him to just he says he didn't lie. He lied. The question was, have you been vaccinated? He said, yes, I've been immunized. So. If he would have just said, I've been immunized, or no, I've been, but I've been immunized, um, I would have been okay with it. He lied so he wouldn't have to do the COVID protocols. And that's not fair. You got guys suffering through this crap, you know, getting tested every day and, you know, being forced to wear masks on the sidelines and not be able to go to meetings if they're not vaccinated, stuff like that. It's just not fair. I think it's wrong. I think if the NFL knew about it, obviously nothing will happen. They're just trying to protect one of their stars. If the Packers knew about him, the NFL didn't. There needs to be some serious punishment. There needs to be draft pick compensation. Uh, they got fined be... three hundred thousand. That's it. Yeah, they took three hundred k, and that was it. I disagree with that. I think it, the punishment needs to be more harsh. I maybe it's just because I'm a scorned Patriots fan who's had to deal with all these scandals over the year. But this is putting, I mean, this is putting lives in danger. Um, just because if these people, if they, if his teammates did not know and people were contracting, you know, he could have given it to somebody who could have given it to their kid or their parents. I just think it's wildly irresponsible. I think this guy's a D-bag 
all his stuff about Joe Rogan teaching him his medicine. His wife's a crackpot, too. She said the best way to get vitamin D is to take your pants off, go outside, and spread your legs towards the sun. It is a thing she has said. Um, I hate him. I, that is the best way to get vitamin D. To, to open up your lady parts yeah. towards the sun? Yes. Okay. Well, actually, I, I, I think that's insane. So <laughs> I think they're crazy. I think he's a jerk and a D bag. And I think it's just, I think it's stupid. I think he's an a-hole who thinks he's above everything. It bothers me. Uh, Tucker, you, you don't like Rogers either. So go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's a plenty of players don't get, uh, vaccinated. That's their prerogative. I, I like, I'm vaccinated. I'm proud of it. Like, I, I have no problem with someone that isn't vaccinated, though. But lying and saying that you were when you weren't is an actual problem. Like, that's, that's, um, it's just a dumb. And he broke COVID protocol time and time again. And then they're like, oh, they're going to give Aaron Rodgers a $14,000 fine. That's what he got for this whole thing. There's no draft pick compensation. There's no anything. It's just $14,000. Sorry, Aaron. Like, you think he gives a shit about $14,000? He lost significantly more from missing a game. I would have liked I would have liked a two-game suspension, if anything. Yeah, I, and I'm not against the suspension for him for it. It's just stupid. I mean, he purposely, like, fooled everyone and then just... They kind of like it wasn't like, and it was like, well, I didn't lie. Like, you didn't follow COVID protocols because of it. So it's kind of a moot point. Like, if, like, if, uh, it's just the dumbest thing in the world because he still broke all the rules. Like, it's, he's like, well, I didn't lie about not being vaccinated. Like, well, you still didn't follow any of the protocols. So it's not allowed. This is dumb. Uh, Cameron. I don't have too much on it, really. Um, like I said, I watched the Pat McAfee thing, and I think he just should have came out and said something like that to begin with and just kind of made it clear his stance and instead of using the word immunize, um, which is obviously very on the fence. You don't know if that means vaccinated or just you did something else. Um, well, yeah, he did because everyone believed him and vaccinated. Right, exactly. I think it's a shady situation. He should have just, from the start, said, "This is this is where I stand. This is what's happening." Um, and he waited too long to do that until he got caught. So I think it's a shady move. But like Dylan said earlier, ultimately, it's going to lead to uh, him playing better. There's, I mean, my my whole thing is like. I would have no problem. There are plenty of quarterbacks. I think Kirk Cousins, maybe Russell Wilson, maybe not Russell Wilson, maybe Derek Carr. I don't remember. There's, there's definitely Kirk Cousins and other, other quarterbacks have come out and said, "I am not vaccinated." You know, I, I don't what for whatever reason. And Rogers claims he's allergic to the vaccine. If that's true, then you just certainly don't get it. But you, he was trying to skirt around the lines of the protocols and and whether it's for selfish reasons or whatever it's just ridiculous uh dill go ahead um i don't know i it's tough to say because 
Um, there is a line between, uh, you know, lying and not following the rules. Um, but uh, in terms of like putting people in danger, I, I mean, this is just a personal thing. I don't, I don't think he's putting anybody in danger outside of himself. Plus, uh, he got it and then told everybody he had it and then follow, had to follow the protocol. So it's not like he was affecting people around him by being unvaccinated in any sort of way because he hadn't had it and so he wasn't affecting anybody, now has it and is isolated. So I don't, I don't agree with any of that. Um, I think it's more of a, a league issue. Now, if the league said that uh, that there's some sort of rule if you are um, if you can't get the vaccine for some sort of medical reason and his claim it counts as a medical reason uh, maybe that's why they only fined him 14,000 and, and didn't suspend him no but you know? he, he tried to get an exemption and they said no he tried at first to get a medical exemption, and the NFL said no. So it's not like so. Once they told him no, he said, "All right, I'll just lie." Like, yo, this is like if one of us had a job, and they're like, "Hey, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask, and if you're unvaccinated, you have to wear a mask to work." And we were like, "All right, I'm immunized," and then you didn't wear a mask to work. You blatantly broke the rules of your job. You blatantly did. It's honestly cause for fire. My whole thing is like, obviously, those guys, if they get COVID, you're in the best shape in the world. Like, you're not going to get into much health trouble. It's just to me, like, no. if he had got it and they, they you know, they they didn't test for it a couple of days or whatever. They got it before an off day. Like, he was right in the face of reporters. He was talking to the media, on like, without the mask on, like. It's just like those people are just trying to do their job. They're not in there. Like they're not going through the protocols. Yeah, that other he's people not are. talking to the mass on because he's told them all exactly. Exactly. So that's my whole thing. I mean, you can think he was endangering lives or not. Obviously, like, thank God, you know, we have a hold on it now and not everybody who's getting it is dying. But um, I still think it's wildly irresponsible. All right, let's get back to football. Uh, Cam. You said the Giants are back two weeks ago. You're saying the Giants are back again. Are you just going to say Giants are back every time they win a game or no? Um, I mean, they're back. <laughs> I, I never doubted them for a second. They're they're playing up to their potential. Still got guys out. And I've said it time and time again. They're just they're putting the pieces together. They had a tough loss to the Chiefs. Uh, saw that coming from a mile away. It's just, you know, whoever gets the ball last is winning that game. And, uh, yeah, tough bid, but we turned it around, beat the Raiders this week, and really defensively, we're just looking dominant. One of the premier passers in the league right now, a MVP candidate at one point in the season, and we got to him, we picked him off. I, I really like what I'm, what I'm seeing out of this team. I think that was their best game of the season, uh, through and through. So I'm excited, and... You know, you gotta you gotta have six losses to go eleven and six. So here we go. Okay. Do you think that there's anything to it that maybe the Raiders had a rough week with everything that happened? 
No, because they came back firing after the rough week with John Gruden. Yeah, but th- that was not, that was bad. But it wasn't bad what Henry Ruggs did. Like bad, bad, like killing people bad. <laughs> Murder bad. <laughs> Vehicular manslaughter bad. Um, well, any any hopes for the playoffs? You think Cam at all, or just you know, this is a get right year? I hope so. I'm I'm definitely not on the tank train whatsoever. I don't think I will be at all because who who are we even going to take tank for? Yeah. Um, we have the Bears pick as well, so right now we have the eighth and ninth pick in the first round. So I'm just rooting for the Bears to take, and that's that's all we need. Um, I I think there is hope for the playoffs. They're three and six right now. I mean, seventeen games this year. Dylan's laughing. <laughs> so no, it, it's funny because they're three and six, and legitimately they have a chance. <laughs> yeah, if the Cow- I wish the Cowboys were worse, but you know they lost this week. The Cowboys look so bad. I like the Giants could beat the Cowboys. They look so bad. They lost to the Cowboys by a lot. Um, they could Giants are kind of in a similar never. situation to the Patriots in that you've got a really good team at the top of your division, but you're fighting for that wild card spot. But I don't. I certainly don't think the Giants are back. I think Daniel Jones' experiment is a failure. Got to move on from him. I don't think you can do it this year. Maybe try to bring in a veteran for as a holdover. Maybe Garoppolo. Um, but I don't think they're back. I mean, I think they ran into an opponent who has had a rough string of weeks from Gruden to Ruggs to this new guy, Damon Arnett or whatever, who was pointing guns at the screen being like, I'm going to kill people. Um, so the Raiders are a mess. I think they're going to continue their downward spiral. Um, I'm mad that I put them in the playoffs. Uh, but I, I, I think the Giants have a lot of work to do. I think Danny Jones does not have the gumption to get it done, but who knows? I've been wrong uh, before. Uh, go ahead, Tuck. Have you seen the uh, graphic from the uh, Raiders 2020 draft class? Yeah, it was miserable. Almost every everyone besides one player has either been benched, cut, or benched or cut on that since that draft class. They had two first-round picks. Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett, both of them have been cut. And, like, it, it might go down as one of the worst draft classes of all time. I think moving, I honestly think there's going to be takes about them moving to Vegas and that being, like, the, a like a bad move because now these guys are subjected to so much. You have to be a crazy, you know, Bible thumping guy like uh, Derek Carr to. Uh, they should have got um. They need that's the perfect place for uh Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a great take. He's the only one that could play that. Uh, Tucker, do you think the Giants are back? Uh, no. Uh, I actually, you know what? Yes, I think the Giants have looked really good. Um, I think they looked really good this week. Obviously, I think they looked really good against the uh, Chiefs. I think this team isn't a bad team, and they're finding a lot of ways to win without, or ways to compete without top guys. I mean, they're playing without Saquon. They're playing with. Are they still without Kenny Galladay? Cam? No, he was in last week. Well, they're playing without some of their players. Um, I mean, I think there's a team that isn't that bad. Joe Judge, maybe. 
confirmed good coach? I wouldn't confirm that. Not confirmed. Dill. Not confirmed. Dill, um, <laughs> are the Giants back, A, and B, you want to talk about the Cowboys. What's up with them? Um, Giants, not back. Won't be back for a while. Um, they look halfway decent in some games and then just just brutal in others. There's just zero consistency in their halfway decency. So I put them at right where they probably are. I mean, maybe they're a, a what a three and six. Maybe they're a four and five team. Um, but uh, they do. It's just crazy because they do have a chance to make to the playoffs still, which is just bananas. So um, if they can just get a, a little bit more consistent, they they might be back enough to be in the playoffs. Um, as for the Cowboys, the Cowboys just looked awful. Last week, they won without Dak. Dak comes back this week, and they were huge favorites. Um, lost the game, played, got destroyed, and played um, just poorly, like bad decisions. Um, the defense was like they didn't know how to tackle. They were like the, the one thing that amazes me in, in the NFL is um, – whether it's a testament to how good the offensive players are or how bad a defense is, is um, yards after, like, the first contact. touch. Yeah, yards after contact is, like, is crazy. Because if you can tackle, if you just if you practice tackling and you're the best tackling team in the league, you're going to be the best defensive team in the league. And if you have the best defense, you're going to be just one of the best teams in the league. So it was just like I was watching the whole game and – uh, the Cowboys could not tackle anybody, and then they were making bonehead uh, decisions um, on offense, specifically uh, Dak. And Elliott uh, had a bum knee halfway through the game, too, so that they're, they're done. Um, I didn't watch the second of the game. Still, you sound like Belichick with the tackling stuff. Um, I didn't watch the second of the game. I think it's just a disappointing game, and I, I think they'll bounce back from it. I still think they're going to win the division. Uh, Cam, do you think that they're gonna they're gonna lose some ground here? Um, I think so. I don't know if it was just Dak first game back since the injury and was shaky a little bit. I didn't watch the game either, um, but I'm hoping so. Hoping they looked bad. I mean, they looked bad, bad. <laughs> I mean, look, the Cowboys have seven wins. The Giants have three. Giants could win 11 games. Cowboys could only win seven. We got plenty of time <laughs> to come back in this division. And uh, we won. They lost. So that's a good start. We're better based on that map. <laughs> okay. That's excellent math. Uh, Tucker, anything on the boys quick? Um, fraud watch? I'm not ready to put them on fraud watch. You can put them on, certainly. I'm putting them on fraud watch. F words, F words. All right, finally, uh, the last thing I want to talk about, Dylan, you kind of brought this up. The Bears last night, taunting call, basically changed the course of the game for them. Um, on Cassius Marsh, former Patriot, who said it's no fun playing here, and he called out Belichick. He's always been a world-class D-bag. He had something go on with He lost a bunch of Magic the Gathering cards and made a big stink about it. I don't know. He's, <laughs> that was him? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a world-class D-bag. But... I want to I want to break this down because a on the one hand I think the new taunting rules are ridiculous I think he did nothing out of you know the ordinary on that what should be allowed 
Uh, he did a big ninja kick to the sack, which was sweet. And then he kind of stared down the sideline for a few seconds, and then he bumped into the ref. Obviously, I, the ref moved into him a little bit. So here's my breakdown of it. Under the, the current taunting rules, I think the flag was warranted. Do I think the current taunting rules are correct? No. I think the flag shouldn't be thrown there. But under the taunting rules, I think it was warranted. In the terms of the ref bumping into him and, you know, and then, you know, calling it on that, the ref said he didn't. I believe him. If you watch the video, he is reaching for the flag as he backs up and then and, and he pulls it out as he's hit. Um, so I think I think he was calling him on the taunt. So I really don't have that big a problem with it. Um, I think you just got to be smart. Don't celebrate too much. You know, just make the play, put your head down, get to the next one. I do think the rules are stupid. I wish they would change. I'm sure they will. They they change these rules like every three years because they they I don't even real I don't understand why they go back to this taunting rule. But I think the flag was warranted based on the current rules. Uh, Dale, um, I am a, I'm a huge fan of the taunting rules. Um, I love how uh, just a, a simple uh, few steps to the sideline uh, can cause your team cost your team a chance of winning a football game. It just makes a lot of sense. So I'm all on board for that. I'm going to wear the NFL hat for the rest of the year. Um, the, the ruling on the field, according to the, uh, the rules, can you consider it taunting? Like, like, I don't know. I feel like it's so subjective anyway, even with the new rules. It's yeah, like, it's, it is. like, I mean, it was always subjective, but now it's even more like, um, I feel, I feel like taunting, you, you can't taunt the whole team, right? Taunting is like you taunt a specific player, you know, you can't taunt the whole team. That's just, you just like yelling at the whole team, right? You know what I mean? Um, if you, and, and, and the guy, he didn't even, uh, he didn't even look like he said anything. He just kind of was like walking over there like, Hey, see what's up. It was me who did that type of thing. Just let the kids play. Who cares? Uh, Cam, what do you think? Yeah, I'm on the same page as you, Trey. The rules are dumb, but the rules are in place. Refs are really just the messengers. They didn't get together and say, we need to start calling this. Um, it was an NFL thing. Blame it on Goodell. They're, you know, they're trying to do their job and, and get paid. Do we have the rule in front of us? Like, do we know what it is? It's arbitrary. It's exactly what you it's, say, Dill. It's subjective. It's just exactly right. But I they feel like it has. Just... I feel like it has to be directed towards somebody. It can't be. Yeah, like... it was. It was towards the sideline. Yeah, yeah but, that was, but I mean, like a like a person, like one person. You can't, you can't like just taunt the entire no. bench. Like, like yeah. that's just like being in the game. The NFL wants to be more advertiser friendly, so they made this rule, and they are asking refs to call it. Is what's going on? Yeah. So correct. I think in that situation, one don't taunt. This is week nine, and they have been calling a lot of tauntings. Just yeah. don't do it. I get it. Heat of the moment. Go to the bench and then start screaming and swearing and yelling at the other team from your bench. Um, but uh, I mean, I don't blame the ref there. You gotta. I guess you gotta call that in the, in that moment. It's awful. It's third down, about to be fourth down. Huge play. The guy's excited. I don't call it there, but I, I mean, based on the rule, I, I'm not really, you know, too upset about it. 
Cam, didn't you get a taunting penalty after you tackled the guy against Monument? Or did they just get warn you? Almost. Big yeah. warning. Said not nice things. Break in his face mask. I was very <laughs> excited. <laughs> <laughs> that was your best game of the year. Of course you were excited. Um, Tucker, what do you think? Um, taunting penalty is stupid. Um, maybe like allow football to be fun. That'd be kind of cool. I just I don't get taunting penalties at all. Just because football is supposed to be fun. Like at the end of the day, you no know, one makes the most revenue for advertisers. More people watching football and awesome celebrations make football more fun. Getting in a dude's face makes things more fun. Allow the kids to have fun. It's just stupid. I, the NFL really thinks there's a large, like their largest, you know, consumer base is a bunch of like pearl clutching people that can't handle a little bit of dancing. Well, on yeah, them. because that's the media. Yeah. Um, and the media is the one that writes about it. And the media complaining, they think, oh, this is what the people think. All right, let's move on to the list, guys. Uh, first of all, let me wish everybody, to you and your families, uh, a very happy belated Tupic Day. Yesterday was Tupic Day, the anniversary of me picking off two passes uh, consecutively in a high school football game. Uh, Eight-year anniversary. What? I'm guessing we'll hear about that. Yeah, you'll hear about it. Eight-year anniversary, so happy Tupic Day to you. Last week, Cam, during his favorite sports moments, mentioned a couple of his personal sports moments, so we're going with this list in honor of Tupic Day and in honor of Cam (laughs) doing that last week. So give us your top five personal sporting moments. Um, I'll start with mine. Number five is going to be my Cal Ripken championship in fifth grade. Now I won two of these. Uh, the first one, I was a little more of a utility player. Uh, we had some, some big bass on our team. Uh, Kevin Hopsicker, uh, shout out. Haven't seen him since probably that game. Um, but, um, the second one was a great team. It was me. Pat Cole was on that team. Connor Hanson, Trevor Hathaway. And I believe we beat Tucker both of these times. Um, but I, I was playing shortstop. I made the last out, went and celebrated on the mound. It was awesome. Nothing like winning a championship in baseball. Uh, that was probably my, I think that was my last championship in baseball ever. So uh, Cal Ripken Championship fifth grade is my number five. Uh, Tucker, do you remember that? And what's your number five? Uh, yeah, I remember it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, Trey, wow. Fifth grade, that's your number one. Right? My number five memory is signing my D1 offer uh, <laughs> for college. Uh, same level. Um, yeah, so, you know, big day for me sports-wise was signing my collegiate scholarship to go to college for sports. I mean, am I going to say it's better than Trey's? No. I mean, everyone celebrates things differently. But I don't know. I was very proud the day that I got a uh, scholarship around the amount of $180,000 to go to college. But, I mean, you know what? Uh, you can have your fifth grade championship track. Did, I, t- did I touch a nerve there, Tuck? You <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, must have some really crazy things from one to four. Uh, we're, all on the, we're all on the same podcast now, aren't we? Cam, go ahead. On the bottom, uh, on the other side of that mountain, Tuck. <laughs> it's run its course. I'm trying to switch up um, sports a little bit here and not just go straight football. Um, so not my number five is a lacrosse moment. And it was the quarterfinals against Acibet Valley, who is the number two seed. Um, 
and they were undefeated. We went over to Asabet, wherever that is. And no. in overtime, I scored the game-winning goal to beat them. Now, this is a funny story because it's not so much, It's a great memory looking back at it now. But in the moment, I had no care about scoring that goal. Didn't want to be in the game. I had the poop so bad. <laughs> it was awful. I... I was like, why is this game going into overtime? I don't want to be here. Win or lose. Get me out of here. And I went in there and I said, all right, I'm going to end it real quick. And then sprint to the bathroom. And that's what I did. No celebration. Nothing. I made the goal. Yay. Ran to the bathroom. Uh, I'm fine. Dill. Uh, number five for me, I'm also trying to switch up uh, sports here as best I can. Uh, number five is going to be a basketball one from high school. Um, junior year, uh, we're playing Turner's Falls uh, in the playoffs. It was the second round of the playoffs, and um, I, I was not—I was not a bona fide scorer. I, I, I was a defensive—I I was an offensive liability, but a defensive uh, powerhouse. So um, I come into the game and end up scoring like the next 12 points out of both teams. And we were down by like 10. We went up a couple and then uh, ended up closing out the game. Uh, or I don't think we, we lost. We, we, I don't think we were losing the rest of the game um, from that point. That was in like the second quarter. Um, so that was just, just the, the highlight of my basketball career. Um, I think I was at that game, Dale. Yeah, I think you were. There was a couple people that it took was, the trip. It was at it was at Turner's Falls. It was right? at Turner's Falls. Yeah, I remember that because Abdallah's. Yes, this is the game that you guys were trying to run out the clock. <laughs> he just yeah. he shot it. He made the three. Yeah, so he did. He made the three, but it was very unwarranted. Everyone was like, "Why are you doing this?" And yeah. you're just feeling. I was talking to Eric Lamale on the bench that entire game. He sat that whole game. I talked to him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my number. Highlight of my basketball. My number four, I'm staying in the younger days. I'm going with my undefeated championship in peewee football. Now, I was a junior. I believe I was in fifth grade as well. Great banner year for me. Um, We were, you know, I was not playing on offense at all. I was like the third string running back, so I got a few carries. Uh, I scored a touchdown once um, on like a one-yard dive. Um, But... Peewee football, I was the starting safety. Coach Hoppy, he called me the best safety in Berkshire County, a moniker I carried with me for the rest of my playing days, whether it was true or not. Um, I had a big pass breakup in the uh, the championship game against Lanesboro. Earlier in that year, we had played Lanesboro in the snow, and they were a wagon, Lanesboro. They were always so good, and we were both undefeated. Played them in the snow and beat them. Uh, Jared Batting had like a like a 70-yard scamper. It was a great year. We popped uh, – Sparkling grape juice after the game, roll around on the fire trucks. Closest I ever got to a uh, championship in football. So that one's a special one for me. Uh, that's my number four. Uh, Tuck. Dre, you're going to appreciate this one. My number four is my undefeated CYC season. Slow. Uh, great season for More us. More important than the D1. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I won't lie. I changed up my list just to attack Trey on his list. Uh, but, yeah, uh, undefeated CYC, leading scorer, point guard, no big deal. Um, none of the games came close. 
if I'm being honest. I mean, that was the only disappointing thing about the season was that we were too good, I would say. Uh, games didn't feel competitive. I was actually angry at the end of our championship game that it wasn't close. I swatted a kid at the buzzer because I was mad. Uh, but, yeah, no, great season, great team. Um, was a huge effort just because we went from, like, a three and like, we won, like, three games our first year to going undefeated. No, we made last. the playoffs our first year. We made the playoffs our first year. Didn't everyone make the playoffs their first every year? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. We won more than three games, though. We won probably, like, five to six. Yeah. We well, sucked to start, and then we figured it out. First season, weren't very good. Second season, made the championship loss. Third season, won it. Great feeling. Um, to be honest with you, Tucker... I would have rather won the year before when we had that yeah, lockdown drag out battle team. with, oh with God. yeah the black team, that the black team house house no, league house league basketball baby uh, Cameron. Yeah, black, black was the color of those shirts, not the skin color. You <laughs> just want to emphasize that. I didn't They're even want to bring it up because those shirts were black. We wear the maroon. Thank you. Um, left that off my list. I did think about it though. Um, just came in, probably number six. But uh, number four, I mentioned this last week on the on the show. Um, walk off home run in Cal Ripken. It's one thing to score a goal, whatever. But when you hit a walk off home run in baseball, nothing like it. And uh, it was against Northampton. I explained the situation where it was 0-2. Uh, hands were very wet. It was raining. Went to get some batting gloves, smacked it out of the park, hit a tent. Um, might have killed somebody. I don't know. And, um, yeah, we heard about it last week. So if you want to hear any more, I think I dived a little, a little deeper last week. You did. Uh, Dill, four. Uh, number four for me is going to be um, soccer one. Um, actually, no. Ah, uh, yeah, soccer one. Another playoff game. I think it was uh, – senior year and it was a uh i think it was the first round of the playoffs we were playing at mount everett um mount everett was always a scrappy team um in any sport that we played them they were never really great we were always slated to be better than them but they always gave us a good fight and for whatever reason they had high hopes for their soccer team and i had never seen more people at a soccer game than when we played them at their place. And it was, on, it was like, you know, the two baseball fields, it was in like the, the middle of the two baseball fields. And it was just the, the worst playing surface of all time. I remember um, nothing about it. So I remember it. It stunk. I remember playing baseball there. It stunk. We ended up uh, winning the game. I had a free kick goal. And that was, that. that's the, the moment was when I, I saw the uh, the wall. I still vividly remember this. I see the wall in front of me and the ball at my feet, and I'm like, there is just enough space for me to get around this and curve it in, like, in the post because the goalie's on the other side. As soon as I kick it, I see it sneak past the post, and it's like not even halfway there. I start celebrating because I know it's going in. Everybody's like, why is he celebrating? And then it goes in, and then the whole place went quiet, and it was just that, like, nice quietness because of all the yelling that was happening the entire game. But then when everybody shut up, it was like, oh, yes. 
Um, I still remember it. A little bit of kicky ball from Dylan. We don't often talk soccer on this podcast. Um, My number three is going to be the undefeated championship in CYC. This is a really good memory for me because, well, a lot of reasons. It was the culmination of three years of work. (laughs) Like, I was not a good basketball player, but I really tried hard to be a good defender. Kind of like Dylan. Um, And just going from like the start of it with just kind of like me and Tucker there and then, you know, adding guys like Dennis Cooney in the second season, who was, you know, one of our most dynamic players. And uh, then finally, Cam coming in our last year and playing with us. It was a lot of fun. Cam and I had just had a lot of fun playing football together. So being able to play basketball together, too, was was really great. There was one play where Cam threw me a full court pass. It was literally me running a, a post route. And he hit me and I scored in in stride. That was an awesome play. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. It was a little disappointing that we blew every team out of the water, but it was a lot of fun. Practices were always fun. They were a mess. Never did anything that actually helped us. Just kind of played around the whole time. Um, almost got into a fight one game, which was awesome. We watched the team literally disintegrate at our feet. Yeah, that was my bad. <laughs> um, but no, it was a great memory for me. I, I loved it. Um, you know, I know it's just house league basketball being 18 years old playing house league basketball, but it was a special memory. Um, it was a lot of fun playing with the boys. So that's my number three is the undefeated CYC championship that I still have the trophy for somewhere and the ball with all, uh, with both of your guys signatures from rest of our teammates. Um, and it's always fun when we go back on Twitter and reminisce, we did that like (laughs) six months ago or so cam brought it up on Twitter. And everybody was talking about it, but uh, talk number three. Uh, number three was my uh, Western Mass team title. I was a seventh grader. Um, it was really weird experience. I didn't. Ex- I did. I started running because I just hated soccer. I didn't really have any expectations. Ben just was like, "Let's do the running team," and I was like, "Fine." Um, but I, it was like a really cool experience. Uh, I remember at the Western Mass Championship race, um, the official asked uh, my teammates to get their little brother off the line because they didn't realize I was a person that was racing in the race. They thought I was just like someone's little brother. Uh, So, yeah, that was like a really cool thing. Winning a Western Mass Championship as like a seventh grader was like a crazy experience. A good decision, decision, I'd say, Tuck. Um, yeah, probably a good one. Soccer, I'm not sure I would have. Uh, or f- you should have played. Should have played football. <laughs> should have played football. Probably got a D1 offer there too. I mean, in that uh, <laughs> simulation I did, you were college defensive player of the year. So, and you went in the, yeah. I think the, the third round, second round, third round. I don't remember. Um, Cameron, number three. All right, um, I'm going with my invitation and playing um, in Towson, Maryland for. USA national football team. It wasn't the national football team who played like in Texas, but it was one of them. I got the jersey, I got the helmet, and stayed at the uh, Towson University, had practices there, played on their actual field. Um, and I think from there, people may have gotten invited to the actual team. Wasn't one of those guys, but uh, got a lot of likes on Instagram. And a lot of clout, and met some <laughs> some guys who are probably famous now. I know Mason Fine is playing in the uh, CFL. There were three quarterbacks on our team. I was second string. He was first string. Um, so I'll take it. Um, 
Lots of fun. Yeah. USA football. Dale, number three. Uh, number three for me, um, bringing us back to high school. Um, we, we play a little sport called uh, wiffle ball, right? Uh, won the wiffle ball tournament the first time. It was a great experience. Uh, I think we were juniors in high school at the time. Um, made a diving catch with like one minute left with bases loaded. Would have put the other team up for a win. Uh, diving catch right on the ground. Hit like hand was on the grass. Just just remember looking at it when I was on the ground with the ball in my hand, knowing the game was over. Uh, that was a great feeling. Going with the ball number three. Um. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, if I had won a wiffle ball championship, it would be on my list. So I'm not going to fault you for that. <laughs> um, I got no order to these. I, uh, yeah, my number two is my three touchdown game versus Greenfield. Um, funny enough, it was the one year anniversary of the two pick game. Came in with a lot of confidence. Or no, it was, it was where, not Greenfield, where. Excuse me. Where? Was where? Because I remember being on the bus and everyone asking where we are and said where and said where, where, where. Um, but I absolutely popped off in this game. Cam can testify to it. First touchdown pass was a little uh, like hook in route. Just an easy one. Cam delivered a good ball. Second one was like a corner route that I had scored on against Drury to win the game. Um, oh, Cam, you just screwed up my entire list. Um, I forgot about that. I'm changing this out. I'm changing this out. Um, I'm going with my jury game. Um, jury game. Crap. No. Okay. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with three TD game. I'm slotting the, the jury game into my peewee football championship. Kick that one out and keep the, keep the Cal Ripken championship slot in the jury one. I got it. I got it. Okay, so my number four is a jury game. The jury game, to be quick, drove down the field with a minute left. Cam hit me three times on the drive, and I made a jumping catch in the end zone to win the game. Clutchest moment of my career uh, in any sport. Um, the number two one, I'm sticking with my three TD game. Second touchdown pass was Cam threw it on a corner. The same route, a jury. I absolutely extended. There's a crazy picture of me extending over the guy. And then uh, my third touchdown was on a screen pass, like a 60-yard scamper. Only time I've ever looked fast in my life. I threw in an interception in that game. I absolutely went crazy. Um, so that's my my number two. Uh, Tucker. Uh, my number two is my first Western Mass Championship. Uh, this was a really cool moment. Just like being the top dog, kind of. Uh, I'd been, I came in second two years in a row to my own teammate, which was awesome. Like, was happy to go second to a teammate, but uh, it was cool just being like that top guy at a championship race. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. Cam, number two, we're going uh, back to eighth grade. This is my senior championship. Now Trey kicked off his junior PB junior championship. Um, mine was a little more special. One that was in eighth grade. It was my last year before high school. Obviously, that's how that works. Um, we didn't go undefeated, which I think makes it a little bit more special. We lost the two teams that we beat in the playoffs uh, in the regular season. Took on Adams in Adams. 
beat them in the first round of playoffs, then went to the championship and uh, beat Pittsfield 24-6. Scored two touchdowns that game, one passing, one rushing, recovered an onside kick or a sky kick. And like Trey mentioned earlier, the fire truck ride is electric. It's only a small time thing, I think. Uh, I can't imagine people winning, I have a, winning like a Atlanta football game and riding around the city in a fire truck. So, got to hold on to those moments. Very cold, but worth it. Um, I have a great fire truck story of just it was dark out when I did one of my fire truck rides. And uh, I had my hand out the window, all that. Slammed my hand off the street side. <laughs> Like 30 buses going 30 miles per hour, just and just oh, like, forgot to like forgot to mention. Speaking of slamming hands, I broke my thumb in the first half of that championship game. I played one. Well, Cam, I I know what your number one's going to be, so I'm a little disappointed. I didn't sniff your list, but it's all right. Um, I had I had Drury on there, and I wanted to I wanted to make it. Uh, Dell number two. Um, number two for me is probably going to be, um, a Castleton baseball game where, uh, um, we were playing our, our, our conference rival, I would say. Um, oh man, there's so many good ones though. That's the thing. Um, I'll go with this one. So we, we, we ended up winning the game, uh, seven in the game. Uh, we were losing eight to two at the end of the second and it was looking bad, looking grim. I came up when we were down by, um, down by, uh, two and I had already had like a double and already a double in the game or something. And then I hit the ball to the fence and ran to third and there was a runner on. So he scored. Then, the, then there was an overthrow, um, to third and I scampered home and we tied it. And then like two innings later, I come up and hit a three run Homer. And then we ended up winning the game like 11 to eight. Uh, I think, I think we closed the door in the bottom of the, um, in the top of the seventh and, and won the game. So that was just an all around cool experience to be down so much. And then being just like a, a huge factor in, in coming back and beating the rival. Um, it was at home, so there was a bunch of fans around. It was it was a cool experience. All right. My number one, mentioned it, two big game. Uh had always kind of been a bum at sports ever since I elementary school. I was solid at, at defense and football in elementary school, and then uh I was pretty solid all around baseball player, which just left me as soon as I got into high school and middle school. Um but Got a chance to play, was extremely nervous, let up a couple big passes early in the game. Then uh, the guy, the quarterback for Belchertown, threw up a floater, picked it off, took it back almost all the way to the house. Somebody missed a block. I'm not going to name names. Somebody missed a block. Would have taken it back. But I was amped up. <laughs> I was jacked up, man. I was, like, freaking out. I uh, came out the field. Will Zenninger turned to me and said, get another one. I, and I, I came out the next play from scrimmage. We were on D. Uh, I had the flat quarterback telegraphed it a little bit. I jumped it, took it into the end zone, got blown up in the end zone. Got the kid got a personal foul for it. I didn't even remember that happening. It was just such a blur. It was the peak of my life. 
So I obviously made that pretty clear by the use of two pick over the past uh, eight years. It's my gamer tag. It's uh, <laughs> everything I do is somewhat two pick related. Um, I do it as kind of a joke. I think it's funny, but I also it was a great t- it was a great moment for me. And uh, I never really had one of those moments before. A lot of, like Tucker was always very very good at cross country so he was kind of the athlete of the family and all my friends you know dylan was so good at baseball ben was so good at basketball like everybody had their thing i didn't really have my thing and, and then i had my moment so and then i got a great picture of me and cam running in it's kind of like the picture of my football career that i, I love but yeah it's a two-pick game obviously it's my number one um tucker uh, my number one is becoming an all-american and uh my junior year, I did uh, uh, Junior Olympic Nationals. I've been doing it since about eighth grade, just every year. Uh, you know, always qualified for nationals, but always came in like the 20 to 50 range my uh, junior year. <laughs> uh, was like this year, I was kind of coming out, I was like being, I mean, I won my Western Mass Championship, all that. So I go to Nationals in uh, San Antonio and end up coming out of the race. I remember like started the race, just sprinted the first 800 meters, built a gap on second place in the first 800 meters. My first mile went through in like four minutes, 35 seconds, which was faster than my mile time at the time. So it was like this wild thing of just like me. And then ended up coming sixth overall to become an All-American. Got like the medal and everything and all that. Like uh, Olympian was like the guy that gave me my medal. So it was like a really cool experience. Uh, Cameron. My number one, obviously, Western Mass Championship in football. Um, Trey, we should, our team was better in my junior year. And we would have won Western Mass had we had the opportunity. Thank you for saying but uh, we got gypped. Our strength, strength of schedule was not accounted for until my senior year. So finally got a chance to make the playoffs. And um, even though our hard. team wasn't great, we were 4-4. Four and four. Um, Definitely took advantage of it and uh, ended up winning Western Mass. The Franklin Tech first at home and then McCann on a neutral site. Um, the McCann one was very sweet because we've always had a rivalry with them. They've always, they were going undefeated and winning Western Mass, but they were playing a cupcake schedule, as somebody would call it. Um, so we finally got the chance to beat them, shot them out, and uh, got the Western Mass fire trucks again. That one was freezing. I was so cold, did not want to be on the fire trucks after two minutes. Very sad. Very sad for me. Um, Dale, number one. Uh, number one for me is uh, probably uh, another Castleton one. Just uh, our team just being way too good for our conference and winning uh, our fourth in a row, third one that I was involved in my junior year when uh, we beat our rival in the conference championship. Uh, it was a double elimination tournament. We lost the first game of the tournament, went back, and won every game, then beat the, like, in the championship game, we had to win twice. We beat the team twice to win the fourth in a row on home turf, um, back and forth games, uh, you know, every game. Um, so just being a part of that for three years and just putting the beat down 
in conference, going like 90 and 10 in conference. Uh, those are good times, just in general. Quite a career. Quite a career, career for everyone. A little bit of, uh, you know, self-love there to, to end the episode. But that's episode 97. Uh, check us out on our socials. Make sure you're checking those. Uh, Cam, what do you want to do for a punishment? Um, warheads? Can you get a, get a hold of some warheads? I can try. Warheads taste good, though. Yeah, but if you cram them all in, it's not going to feel very good. Um, I'll get a, I'll see if I can get a hold of some. If not, we'll, we'll put it in the chat and, and discuss. All right. It's up in the air. We'll go tentative warheads. Um, make sure you're voting on our polls. Thanks for giving waste with us. And we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>